Welcome everyone to Films of the Wind of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Mama Kay. Hey, how's it going? Just Mama Kay tonight. Nicole uh, is not going to do a two and a half hour movie, and uh, Jess is on <laughs> vacation for the next couple weeks, so she's off the hook as well. So, just Mama Kay and I tonight, and uh, we are doing The Five Bloods, which is yeah. on Netflix now. It's the number one movie on Netflix right now, which I know we did number one movies a couple of weeks ago on Netflix, and they were not uh, not to our liking. So, But uh, this, one, <laughs> this one seemed very relevant for uh, the, what's been going on the past couple weeks, and uh, you know, it's a Spike Lee movie. Who has made many, many movies? I've seen a couple. Uh, okay, have you seen some Spike Lee movies? I've seen a couple Spike Lee movies, and when I looked at his um, his IMDb page, I was like, he's getting close to a hundred director credits, and I was I was <laughs> well, kind he's of blown like, away by that. TV documentaries, like TV movies, like he does movie movies, but like he he does he his and his name is attached as a producer to a lot of stuff too. I'm like, just talking about she, director stuff, though. I didn't go into his producing or his writing edit. So that was like, just directing. Does he have a bunch of shorts too? He probably has, he did. Well, he has, so. yeah. I'm looking back because you know I grew up in well, I was you know in the 80s when Spike Lee was just kind of getting out there. Was sort of probably more of the movies that I've actually seen of his, and uh, I was like, oh, he did the whole entire Anita Baker album. I mean, how awesome is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I, I've seen, I think my favorites I've seen it, one is Inside Man, which is like nothing at all like yes. his other movies. Yeah, that um, is a recent with, one, yeah. With Clive Owen and Denzel Washington, who are both excellent in that. And Jodie Foster. Uh, and then, and Jodie Foster. Uh, yeah. And then She's Gotta Have It is like, I, I, I really like that one. That's like, of, I, just, I, I have not seen all his stuff, like I refuse to see Old Boy, because I love the original Old Boy, and I don't want <laughs> to see the remake of Old Boy, but. Uh, the, if you put captions on, you could read this one too, I mean. You know. That's true. So Spike <laughs> Lee, uh, it, it, he's got this new one on Netflix, two and a half hours long, and this is the synopsis. Four African-American vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to Vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. So if you have not seen Defy Bloods, it's on Netflix now. It's the big movie going on right now because theaters mostly are not open. They are starting, but uh, for most places, they're not open yet. So if you have not seen Defy Bloods on Netflix now, if you have any interest, we will spoil it here. We rate things here at Films with the Wind of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. So our film centers on four Vietnam vets in modern day. Uh, we can talk about that, because I, 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 at first I had it's hard for me to figure out when this, if this film was supposed to be taking place in like 2019, 2020, or if it was taking place earlier, but uh, it's present day. Uh, <laughs> and our four, our four guys are Otis, Paul, Eddie, and Melvin. Uh, they also had a squad major, uh, Norman Storman, Norman, is yep. Norm, Storman Norm, Storman Norman. Norman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he was their uh, their major in the in the Vietnam, and uh, we are intercut every once in a while, not a whole lot, but sometimes with some flashbacks. Uh, to uh, to Vietnam, so 50 years earlier. Uh, well, I guess, no, like, yeah, pretty close to 50 years earlier. And uh, he is killed in action, but the four of them are going back to recover gold that they hid. Originally, the gold was to uh, pay, pay uh, a, like, I, like another group that was in Vietnam that was uh, assisting yeah. the, the U.S. forces. Uh, but Essentially it gets lost. a payoff, yeah. Right, so it gets lost, and it's Norman's idea uh, to to take it back for themselves and use it or hide it, and then go back later and take it back for themselves. Uh, really, for for black people in general, he says his people, so he wants to like use it as a, what's it called reparations? Uh, yeah, use it uh, for the cause and and say that you know he wasn't he didn't come across as being you know I want to take this home for me. I want to take it home for all black people right he has he's doing it as a cause he's not doing it just for just for right. the five of them so it's they hide the gold uh and and norman is killed and then we are in present day all of the men are in their late 60s uh and they are going to go into the jungle and try to recover uh recover the gold um which proves to be quite difficult because there are landmines throughout we find out there's a yeah. team of landmine uh excavators uh that we meet uh about third way through they also have a guide who's supposed to take them into the jungle but uh he, he ends up just being kind of their pickup drop-off guy uh they also have a seller who is going to help them get the money out of uh or get the gold out 
and translated to money, and then he's going to take a cut, and they're going to be set on their way. Uh, and there's also a, an old flame of Otis, who's kind of yeah. the leader of the group uh, that we meet, and uh, we also meet he has a daughter with her that he did not know about. Um, but uh, things do not go well in the jungle, and, and I think that we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, but okay, what do you think of the plot of this movie? Uh, the plot of this movie is interesting. I think it's it's I, I think it's very interesting that he sort of has this dual purpose for them going back it's a buddy movie right four buddies going back and and it's a lot of things it it is a lot yeah i know but i'm just saying at this point it's you meet them and you're like okay this is this is a buddy movie and they're they're going back and ostensibly to get the remains of um of their fallen comrade and but also there's this gold and when we're talking about gold it's not a little bit of gold it's a lot of gold i think they 17, 17 million, million yeah is gold. what it yeah. translates into so i was at some point really wanting to know what uh what where they were standing as far as how important is it for them to go back and get their buddy and how important is it for them to get the gold for the money and i watched the whole movie and i don't think i ever came away with a satisfied answer for that so i was kind of bummed about that because i i don't maybe i missed something or maybe i know the ending is is very it's not an abrupt ending but it's um it's not where you uh, it's not where i expected it to go um that was kind of that was kind of a, a bummer for me as far as is the plot because otherwise I was, you know, when I read the synopsis for this, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in for this. This seems like a really. This uh, is your kind of movie. Yeah. It's an interesting journey. It's about, it, you know, it's going to be about relationships and you know, it's going to be um, about, you know, things that are important, things that are very important today and have br- been brought to the forefront and they've been important forever. But this is, you know, now a time where it's rele- relevant again to talk about these things. And. I do like war movies a little bit. So, um, this yeah, was, <laughs> this, this was right up my alley. So when I wasn't getting, like, I really wanted to feel one way or another. I really wanted to feel that the, the purpose of them going back there was to get their buddy, but, and the money was, you know, a secondary thing, but I just never felt that way. So I was let down a little bit by, I don't know whether it was the storytelling or whether it was my interpretation of it, but otherwise the plot has me and at, even at, at the length that it is, um, for me, it dragged a little bit in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure the setup was as much as what I, I thought I was gonna have to watch it in two settings. Cause after, you know, I paused and it said, you know, you've only watched 36 minutes. I thought, oh no. But <laughs> then after that, uh, it, you know, it kind of rolled along and there was a lot going on and I could kind of just delve into it a little deeper. Um, so for plot, for plot's sake, it was fine. Didn't deliver everything I wanted. So it's a three. So I, it's interesting. So you you seem to enjoy the parts more that I also enjoyed. Um, this movie takes a while to get going. Um, yeah. It uh, it feels a little clumsy and stilted in the beginning. A lot of like the dialogue and like the situations. Like we're introduced right away to these old buddies and they're talking. That's fine. Uh, and then pretty soon Otis goes back to meet his old flame who. I don't know how old this actress is, but if she's in her 60s, good for her, because she looks much younger than I would have expected. Uh, Also, the age of the kid versus when they were together. I don't want to do the the math on that kind of stuff. Don't math uh, that out. That's not going to work. Yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) I I looked past it pretty quickly, because that's not what's what's important. Uh, But, like, yeah, they meet, you know, the buyer guy who's who's this this French, French, uh, like, what's his, uh, he's some sort of... He's DeRoche, but his name is Jean Jean Reno is the actor is the is the actor yeah yeah i, just, I don't know what it's it, it starts off kind of tropey and basic and then yeah. you know it, it drags and takes a while when we meet we meet our bomb squad even we start to a little bit pick up there because we meet them at this bar but yep. that's like 45 minutes to an hour into the movie so we spend a lot of time before we actually get to the jungle once we get to the jungle to the end i'm really liking this movie a lot yeah um it's it, it get it takes an hour to get there, and if that if that instead of being an hour was a half hour, then this you know down we're down to two hours, and we're in the good stuff for the rest of the movie. Uh, I think I would have really 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 liked this a lot because um, I I really like how the second half of this movie goes. So uh, the plot, as far as like what their goal is, like I think the gold stuff is good. It's a basic intro, and then once we get into you know. The, in the the individual reasons for everyone being there the you know the deeper psyche of what happened to their their, their leader um and then you know just they need the gold like 
not all of them, but like they, they all have their own things they kind of want to do with it. Um, they have little character arc moments, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, I, I like the plot. I wish it just got going quicker. So I'm at like a three and a half. I'll, I'll give it a little bit more. But Did you um, have the same problem that I did is that you weren't that you were never convinced about what what the you know, what was the real purpose of it? Was it really the, the going back to get his remains or was it? I thought that was the ex- the excuse to yeah. uh, get the people to help them yeah. to go with the exception uh, he, of maybe paul's character who has a real connection that we find out which a lot of this was really predictable there are a few things that i didn't predict but a lot of this i i predicted so interesting hey right, well we'll talk about that but yeah no i i didn't um i thought the goal it was obvious they were going back for the gold they let's put it this way if it was just to go save their buddy they wouldn't have gone if it was just to go save the gold they would have gone but they do care about like they have that little when they find his remains they have that little uh like mini prayer thing they do for him um so i think it was important but it's about the gold and i always felt like it was about the gold and that added the layer of we don't want everyone else to of course you know people find out throughout the movie the bomb squad doesn't know but they find out and the even the guide doesn't really know but he finds right. out so and then we get antagonists later in the movie um so that added tension for me and having the excuse to go back was I think necessary. I thought I was always kind of clear on what the what the goals were. Um, the characters, though, uh, our our squad is Otis, the leader, uh, Paul, who is probably the most complex character. We'll talk a lot about him. Uh, Eddie and Melvin. Eddie's kind of like done well for himself back in the real world. It sounds like he owns a bunch of dealerships, and Melvin's kind of like a jokester kind of guy of the group. It feels like. Yeah. Uh, then there's also uh, David, who is Paul's son. Uh, they have a not good relationship, but David seems like a nice enough guy. But Paul uh, does not. Uh, he has a lot of anger towards everything. Uh, you know, we get. <laughs> Uh, or we get Storm and Norm in the in the flashbacks. Uh, Vin is their like assistant guy, like their their drive. Like he helps them get there and helps them later on in situations. Uh, Translators. Then you like got that. you got Hetty, Simon, and Seppo, who are the group of bomb the bomb diffuser group. Right. Uh, Deroche is the the buyer who later, I mean, weren't spoilers, turns out to be the main villain. And uh, uh, yeah, Tien is the the uh, estranged, like former lover of Otis. Right. Um, so, what do you think of these characters, Mama K? So, it's, there, there's a lot. I mean, really, that's what it's all about. So, um, there is there's a lot. It's just to you and me, say. so we can talk more on this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a. I will, I'd like some back and forth. I think is probably how this is going to help a little bit. Um, just and Nicole do not like war movies, so it's perfectly fine. That they're <laughs> not on it. Like, they, they I would, don't know. I fell asleep. I was bored. Right. Yeah, so, just, this um, is not a Jester Nicole movie, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that, I mean, the characters that they flesh out, they flesh out. The ones that they don't really get left on the side. Like, uh, I, I think Eddie and Melvin both get sort of d- the short shift here. Um, they're just kind they get of... get one-note character arcs. Yeah, they do, but... Uh, the but one th- note. One of the... One... one 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 of them one no each one of them um mm-hmm. the one one of the things i didn't see coming was that you know eddie who is supposed to be the one who's been really successful and has all of this money and and has all these car dealerships you know turns out to not have that um that has been he's sort of lived way beyond his means even though his means were great compared to a lot of people and just you know too many divorces too many I don't know what else he said, but too many of everything. Bad, bad business decisions. Yeah. And drinking, partying yeah. it away. Yeah. Just bad. Every little everything. Bad decision making on his part. So now he's got nothing. So, I mean, we see his reasoning for being there. I think that, you know, the reason when the reasons come out while why everybody's there, you know, in the beginning, it's all like, we got to go get him. And, you know, we all those years ago and I don't want to leave him out there. And the, I think I think the characters that we focus on, we, we get a lot of meat for and the ones we don't we don't which is a little bit of a shame on a movie that's this long i kind of feel mm-hmm. like eddie like there were people there were side characters that had more time than eddie the car guy did oh um, yeah you know it was sort of like um i don't know that vin was a side character i was surprised i was pleasantly surprised that vin was not a traitor because everybody in this movie is turning oh on- thank god yeah, I, lo- I love that Vin was there, like just just, just someone to like yeah. not be an asshole to them. <laughs> I was still waiting though till the last minute, honestly, for him to turn on somebody, and then I realized that pretty much everybody's dead except for David. Then, sorry, spoiler, but um, except for David, I'm like, if this guy turns around and kills David, 
I just, I'm done. I, even though the movie's over, but I'm done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the big characters to talk about, obviously, are um, Otis Paul. Otis and Paul are, you know, Otis. I remember Otis. You're going to crack up from this. But when I saw Otis come on, I was like, I know that dude. And he was sitting in a room with Julia Roberts. And I'm like, what movie is this? And then I looked it up and he was like a really, really teeny tiny character in Notting Hill from oh, the 90s. Yeah. And I was because when I saw he's very distinctive looking and his his hair and everything. And I was just like, OK, I know this dude. Um, and I was like, oh, I know him. I liked him then for the 30 seconds he was in that movie. So, you know, Otis has I, I like Otis's storyline that he has this person that he after all this time, he wants to go back and see and sort of just, you know, catch up a little bit on life and finds out that he has this this daughter that he never knew about. And um, his reaction to it is really strange, though. I don't he doesn't seem I, I don't know that he comes. He doesn't seem angry that he's been, you know, not allowed to be in her life or he understood the circumstances of what was going on, you know, back in that time frame. And this was not an unnatural un- occurrence to happen. There, are, there were a lot of kids uh, born from, you know, GIs and, and vets and right. Viet- during Vietnam times that stayed in Vietnam with families. So I, you know, I liked his, I, I liked him as a character and I liked the way that this man portrayed him and what he had to do in the movie. And then you get Paul. I mean, I don't know. I just can't stay away from Paul. He's totally compelling. I've seen this actor, Delroy Lindo and other things, but he is always anything I've seen him in anyway. He's always a supporting actor, but like a, yeah, I've never, I've, I'm like, Oh, I kind of remember him from a this for like, but he's like just kind of the guy over in the corner. He has a couple of lines. I've never seen him front and center like this. Yeah. And he's a character. He's been, for me, the things I've seen, he's a character actor. He's always kind of just like maybe the, the, you know, the guy who might beat you up if, you know, you're at a bar or, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, and he's, I think physically he's an imposing figure. So that sort of makes sense in, in that realm, but to see him come out and play, this character that i mean he's he is the film as much as you know mm. his his character is the film he's so big and he takes over and you know it's going to happen because he's just he's just that kind of character he starts off as the one who's kind of surly and doesn't uh he's very suspicious of people he, when they were in the bar together in one of the very first scenes and there were a couple of guys staring at him he was really unnerved by all that and then we find out right. that he's got this huge huge ptsd not that they all don't but he's he's really got it bad because he was the one who uh was with norm when he died and then we find out right. subsequently that he's actually the one who killed him mm-hmm. i saw that coming too <laughs> so yeah I didn't but, know how that was going to happen, but I saw I saw that coming. Um, I still like the moment, but yeah, I like the moment a lot better than I th- what I thought it was in my head. The you know the thing is it's an accidental shooting, and I was really more concerned that he was going to have killed him for a reason, like on mm. on purpose. So I, I was glad it I was glad it wasn't that. That's such a meaty role, and there's a one point toward the end he's slowly losing touch with reality and sanity and all of that and there's one point at the end that really reminds me of sort of like an apocalypse now moment where he is standing and he's he's talking directly to the camera and he's just kind of rambling mm-hmm. on and on and i was just like you got snake bite and uh yeah, he's alone at this point yeah alone except for the people that are hunting him yeah uh, um yes right <laughs> so um i just at that moment i was like oh man if this guy doesn't get an oscar nom there's really no justice he i he i just feel like he's <laughs> spent he he spent himself in this role really it was amazing uh amazing to watch um i want you to talk a little bit about the characters and the people that you liked and then i'd like to talk a little bit about how the characters um how they interacted with one another and what that says about like brotherhood and things like that Mm -hmm. so yeah so um paul is so fucking amazing of a character that it's it's kind of hard it's like it's insane (laughs) he is so freaking the performance i'm like how is this guy how is he not everywhere all the time he i mean he is in tiny things like here and there but like like i looked him up he's like he was an up he was like with the voice of the second dog and up like like that he's he's like that kind of stuff i'm like no this dude needs to be headlining shit he's so freaking good he is the 
so like you i i want to like because like otis is good like i i want to yeah. give credit to otis and i like you know eddie melvin they don't get much time like i want to care more about david uh, his son and and uh his thing with hetty and the other the other squad i love seeing paul walter hauser always as the as the dopey one uh the dopey american white guy um but paul is just everything <laughs> paul is so amazing in this he is the most in like such an one of the most interesting characters i've seen in the movie this year i know there hasn't been that many movies in 2020 but um he's so so complex so yeah he's the surly one he's the one who gets into fights he's a maga guy he wears the make a yeah again yeah and everyone else they kind of give him shit for it but he he's still you know he's their war buddy like they're not gonna like you know through and through but right he, yeah when he when he and his relationship with his son like he's so awful to his son you you find out why later i'm sure you probably guessed something like like something like that what's going to I, be I, like, I didn't and when that came up i oh, was just really? like no that's and that's like that was um heartbreaking for me for david but i was so pissed off at paul i was just like you know what you you suck at that point i was like i i was with you through this whole thing but you stink a lot you know he's his mom dies in childbirth david's mom um his right. um, paul's wife and he blames this baby the whole time and, david blames himself too like and david like blames he, himself yeah it's terrible yeah. like when paul freaks out on him and david like just like he takes it like he's like yeah i know i'm a piece of shit but yeah like like, like it's and then, like all the other guys are telling you know in the in the jungle when they save david from the mine and then paul immediately turns his gun on the Ugh. on the uh on the bomb squad. Paul is so interesting. Paul is the, yeah. is so good. Uh, his, and his end, like his end is great. Like, and then <laughs> we have to do the rest of the movie. Like, and, and then meanwhile, the other remaining members have to have their shootout <laughs> with the, with the, with the French guy. And I'm like, yeah. Eh, yeah, that's, which is still good, but it's just overshadowed. It's so overshadowed by how good Paul is in this movie. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I don't know if you rated your character yet. I know you want to say more. Oh. But like, yeah. It's like everyone else is like a three ish, maybe like a three five here and there, and Paul is like beyond a five. Yeah, <laughs> Paul is he's like a five like plus. five. I was about to say it. I'm like, <laughs> like, but he is. So right? like usually, usually that would balance out to like a four, but Paul pulls it. To, Paul alone like drags this thing to a four or five for me yeah. for the for the characters because yeah, everyone else is like you know it's a mix of like you know two and a half, three, three and a half, and then Paul is just fiving it up all over the place. So. Um, yeah, Paul is amazing in this. Did you have a number? Or? Well, I'm going to go a little bit lower for because some of the characters were really not. Um, I didn't really care about the bomb squad situation. None of, uh, except for the one dopey guy. I didn't find the other two people compelling at all. Um, yeah, I there were some characters I just didn't really care for i really well, yeah, hetty's whole thing she's like her she's wealthy from a family who got rich off of exploitations in the area uh and so she feels like she even says it herself it's her it's her form of guilt to form right. this organization to go and and you know diffuse the bombs with the people what's the uh, lamb is the organization right her and simon and seppo are part of but again like that could have been really interesting if if like ever and otis's storyline is kind of ba like basic i like otis the guy but like it's all like i had uh you know that's just something i've kind of seen before yeah. paul is something i've never seen before paul is so interesting um whew, any any more on the characters before we move to visual sound i mean i'm sure we'll keep talking about them but um i just i do want to talk about their relationship together and how you know, it, they were clearly buddies back in the Vietnam War and put together by circumstance. And so, um, it seems like they've sort of kept, you know, sort of tabs on each other over time. They all know sort of what has happened in everyone's life, but, you know, they're obviously not close. Like they don't, they don't live near one another. They don't see each other for barbecue on the weekends, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. but when they get back together, they, they seem like, you know, they seem like brothers and, you know, the movie's called The Five Bloods and that's what they, that's their name for themselves and that's their little, you know, they always mm -hmm. have to s smack knuckles and, and, you know, that's how, that's how they solve, the, that's <laughs> how they solve their problems is that if they've got Part of the reason issue, this movie's two and a half hour long is because their handshake takes so long. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's how they reconcile. You know, they, they it's right. it's clear that they don't agree about at a, about a lot of things and probably on fundamental levels and definitely on fundamental levels if, if one guy's mm-hmm. got a MAGA hat on. Um, right. But I think that, you know, they solve their problems really simply by like, just like, this is how it is. We're going to put it behind us. This is what's going to happen. But I mean, they unravel um, their relationships unravel. You know, a lot of it is Paul's um, wariness of people and lack of trust, which really stems from his own lack of trust in himself because he because of what happened in, in Vietnam, not just the war and everything that they went through, but the him killing his buddy and never telling anyone. He, he never told anybody that this this is what mm-hmm. happened. Um, right. And clearly, you know. No therapy, because that's just not, that's not what happens. Um, no, there was no therapy back then. <laughs> no <laughs> no therapy, yeah. So I think that it's just interesting to, you know, sometimes you put, everybody puts people in boxes and thinks like, okay, they're, you know, they're in the box, they click the box of Vietnam vet, they click the bo- box of uh, black Vietnam vet, and Spike Lee drives home the fact that, you know, the percentage of black Americans who were in Viet, who were drafted into Vietnam was considerably higher than the percentage of black Americans living in the United States right. at the time. So, uh, there's all, you know, that it, it would be completely remiss if he didn't point things like that out, which I think is the point of the movie. Right. But the fact that, you know, you might, if you look at things like that and you put them in a category and you realize that, that you can't, you can't put individualistically, they're, they're, very different and when they come together they come together to come together even though even beyond those differences but it's it's the the lack of trust in the in the end that sort of does a couple of them in um and then there's also melvin who sacri- you know completely sacrifices his life for the good of everyone I and love earlier he's the one who's like I, I they they mentioned the one uh the one black soldier in real life who threw himself on a grenade to right. save his squad and he was like I never I love you guys but I never would have done that and then that's his thing But I'm not going to die for you and that's exactly what yeah. he does at the end. I mean that's that's See, it's a one note arc but it's a, it's a solid one note arc. It is arc. a one I mean, note arc have... but it's really effective for me. It's like okay, right. I'm going to go there with you and be like yeah, I got that. Um I didn't anticipate the the blowing up of i i did as soon as the 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 eddie character started walking backwards i'm like oh hell no you are in a landmine place i thought when they found the gold it was gonna happen and then when they kept finding like i I was like don't stand too close because melvin's scanning over and he's like i'm like don't stand too close to melvin he's gonna blow up he's gonna blow up (laughs) and then and then they keep because i was expecting it that whole time there and it's a long scene and it doesn't happen i forget about it and yeah. then when it actually happens, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> um, well, I just I just wanted to talk a little bit about that, about their relationship and the fact that um, I don't know there. It's it's such a brotherhood. But I don't know. Realize that they're all coming from different places and that it, they have they have a singular goal in this movie. But um, it really mm. just gets tripped up by. Well, by a couple things. I don't know how smart they were to trust all of these people so far away from them to help them yeah. curry favor for seventeen, bringing $17 million home. That's a rough At a one. certain point, they start kind of doing it out of desperation. Like, because, you know, they're not going to just kill. Well, once once Eddie blows up and then it's, <laughs> their, it's the three of them plus David and then the bomb squad, squad which we see, you know, Seppo is... Very uh, confrontational with them. He doesn't like the, their their people. Simon's just kind of there for the ride, and then Hetty's got her own thing with David and the rest of them. And Paul is trying to take over the situation where Otis has been more of the the leader leader in the movie, right? Um, but like, yeah, from there you have to tell them, and then you know when they get back out of the jungle, and and uh, Vin is there, and then out of the blue, that fucking the fucking squad shows up, uh, yeah. the, the Quan squad, um, but. You know, like, you kind of have to, like, I, I think they kind of had to. Yeah. Their plane got blown up and they had to do what they had to do. But, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I like the I like the camaraderie together. I like that while Paul is clearly the most compl- complex character, they don't, like, they, they rag on him, but they don't ostracize him. Like, he's, like, right. doesn't matter. Like, he's their, he's their brother. Doesn't matter, like, wh- what his what his deal is in, right. in the everyday life. Because even though, like, I thought I was always with Paul, because even though he's, like, in real life, probably the meanest, least likable person out of the four of them in, if you ran into them in like just in the neighborhood or like at a store. Yes. But 
but because he's so complex, he's the he's the intrigue. He's what's interesting. Uh, if you take him out and replace him with another guy who just kind of agrees with everybody, it just dro- it tanks the movie and the message isn't as good. The message is more pre- like you know kind of preachy as opposed to really like meaty and interesting. Right. Um, and but, I think you have to have but, an but, a- an actor that has size like Delroy Lindo to come in and, and do that. It's not no one else is gonna be able to you know physically have that imposition. Other actors that were originally announced and in talks, bigger names, because a lot of these are, are somewhat smaller names. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, no. Giancarlo Esposito, and no. Don Cheadle. Um, mm. I, the only one I see working is Giancarlo Esposito, but not as Paul. No one else works as Paul. No. I bet Samuel Jackson was probably supposed to be Paul originally, which yeah. I love Samuel L. Love him. He's not the right choice for that character. Uh, I think it's better to use a small, like a, a a more backgroundy supporting character actor, and let that person really shine. Because yeah. I like I like not having these preconceived notions of who these because they're all I've seen them all before, but none of them are Samuel L's or Giancarlo Esposito, who is he's Gus in Breaking Bad. So everyone knows him as that, and Don Cheadle. He's just he's in, he's an Avenger. Like yeah. using these less lesser known names, uh, other than obviously Black Panther is. Yeah, their, we did get Black their, Panther their though, so I mean you know right. But he's used in there. more of like a spiritual guide kind yeah. of way. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the visual inside of this movie because there's a lot of a lot of talk about there too. Uh, what do you think there's a lot to talk about there. Um, I'm going to start with sound because that's the easiest one for me. I don't know. Maybe it's not the easiest one, but I thought the music in here was the most lis- misleading soundtrack ever. Um, I think that's. Th- I was trying to find the word. Misleading is a good word. Yeah, it's misleading because there are times when you're like, um, I, I can't think of. You're right. They use a lot of Marvin Gaye. They use, you know, um, a lot of it's all it's all Motown era stuff that we're talking about. Um, even when we're in current times, the places that they go to clubs and such, they're all playing old, you know, step in music and Motown stuff. And, um, but when they're out in the woods and there's like background music that you know is Motown and you're like, mm-hmm. this seems really inappropriate in this setting. Like, this is not what. That's what I say. When I thought, when I thought Melvin was about to blow up, they're playing this like all like, it's, but it's not like a triumphant song for no. finding the gold and it's not a scary foreboding song because. Because no. there's minds out there. It's just like, a, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, kaboom. Kaboom. I'm like, uh, I don't think that's, I think someone's going to die. Or like, yeah. they found gold. Like, some, this shit going yeah, on right is, now. I'm, this I'm is by design, but I think if I ever talked to Spike Lee about this, it is this would by be design, the one yes. thing that I would be like, uh, I am completely lost here. What, you, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, he clearly wanted to use music of the era that's, you know, yeah. per- specifically you know, b- black historical music of the time. It's just... I mean, there's a lot of songs from back then. Maybe there were some more that would have more appropriately fit the scenarios that you put the songs in. But I, I mean, some of sometimes it works really well, like yeah. uh, the "What's Going On" later on. Yeah. That works really well, I think. But uh, yeah, misleading is a good way to put it. Yeah, it's misleading, and and I enjoy you know I enjoy when they're out there singing in the woods, and you know the one of the last scenes where he's digging his own grave and he starts just singing a song. I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what this dude would do, and that's a you know what I mean. <laughs> He's like, he is totally on it. Yeah, and ready to, you know, he's he knows he's going to meet his maker, and that's just, you know, that's exactly how it should be. Um, I think that's my only gripe about it. Uh, the music itself that they use, I love. That's 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 one of my jams. I love Motown music. The rest of the sound, yeah. I mean, there's so much gun shooting and body blowing up and blood splattering and uh yeah it's it's really effective uh, and i don't think he holds anything back when he's doing those pieces and even when he picks i mean we can talk this will like ease into the filmmaking part of it you know there's the flashback pieces and that goes to like a, yeah. a, a different size screen not that you wouldn't mistake it for anything else but a flashback but he goes back to a different size screen and then he also uh, puts in a lot of um, historical pieces that happen and things that, yes. um, you know, historical videos of what happened in Vietnam with the My Lai massacre and mm-hmm. um, the photograph that everybody knows. Well, I don't know if you all know it from your generation, but from my generation, we know it of 
the guy pointing the gun at the other Vietnamese guys. That's a, they're both Vietnamese, but one's north and south. And he's pointing it at his head. And we always see the still shot of just right after the shot is shot. And his head is like mm-hmm. off to the side. This shows what happened yeah. after that. And I have never seen that in my life. And that was like, what I have never seen that in my life. It was really... Uh, you talk about the short little video that they showed of it? Yeah. And when, when he falls yeah. to the ground... Um, yeah. I have never seen that. And I was uh, taken aback by it because I think I'm so used to seeing that other picture. I mean, do you want to get used to seeing something like that? No, but I think you do. And then when you add some that of the, to it... Some of the... They have, like, the nuclear bomb people burn, like, burned, and they have, like, the... Or that's not all bomb, I guess it Agent been, Orange. Yeah. People being burned yeah, from then, Agent Orange. Yeah, and then, like, uh, bait, like, the dead... They show some dead baby pictures, like... Yeah. They, 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 they do not hold back. He does not hold back with the historical uh, historical stuff. He doesn't. And then this was, like, the first time that I remember um, that that's the kind of stuff that was being put out by the media. Like, I think prior to that, it was very sanitized, and... Uh, the Vietnam War just got to the point where it was just so all the stories coming out of it were just so horrific that, you know, finally the press was actually putting out real, real pictures. And these were all all the ones you saw were very those are all most of those are things that I've seen before um, and videos that I've seen before from from Vietnam. So, I mean, the placement of all of that, he also puts in um you know, speeches from Dr. Martin Luther King and, and photos from when he was shot on April 4th in Memphis. And I mean, he's putting in all this, all the spikely stuff that he, that he puts in. Um, and I don't ever think it's too much. Um, I think that he uses it to bring this from being just a story to you really need to know the context of what was happening at home. And there's one scene where um, they hear about from Hanoi Hannah, they hear about um, the assassination of Dr. King and there's a scene of them. And that's a really powerful scene. I think how they react to it. And I never, I never think of that. I never think of how people who are really not, who don't have access, especially now where we have access to news a hundred million times a day. Um, yeah. The squad was about to go AWOL when they heard that they were about to just like say, fuck yeah, it. And just start, yeah. Like, killing whoever. Yeah. They were really close to just being, yeah. Like their own little, their own little tribe. And was it Paul that brought them back from that? Well, Norm, Norman brings them back. Norman's the one who's like, Oh, right. Like, we That's can't, right. We can't Norman's just go. Still alive, Cause but... they, yeah. A bunch of them were like, "Let's just start killing the other white soldiers and like American and and I'm yeah. just like, and then yeah, Norman's like, that's no, right. that's not like the way." And he does his little speech and he brings. I don't I don't remember who was defiant. One of them was like really not convinced. Like one of them really wanted like was like hesitant. But once yeah. they all you know they bring their fists together, like they're 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 a squad. They're not going to turn on each other. Right. So. Right. So that that part of the the storytelling, I I liked that. It put it in. You know it put it in a lot more um, context for, you know, what was happening. And they talked so much about how the Vietnam War, how, you know, they're, they're talking about it from the 1970 context where they don't want to be there. They don't want to be killing people that they don't know. And, you know, it took it took years and years and years for people back home to really come to that realization that that was and not everybody has, but that that's a war that maybe was not any 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 business that we had there and that we were just sending people over to, you know, just remember growing up that, you know, I had um, older brothers and sister and um, on my brother's door were stickers that were like, you know, POW, MIA, all of that kind of stuff. And it was basically bring so many people were left over there and bring them home. And, you know, the, the, the government wasn't real hip to, to do a whole lot about it. And I think th- that wouldn't happen like in that, in that grand scheme, the way it, you know, today that wouldn't happen like that. There's just too many people out there with a well, cell phone. You can, hope many... so. I say, you can hope so. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, it may be here. I'm sure there's places in the world where that kind of stuff, I know there's places in the world where that kind of stuff happens on the regular, but, um, I'm not gonna lie. There were a few few weeks at the beginning of the year before everything happened. I was worried that they could uh, possibly bring the bring the draft back. I, I wasn't, oh. uh, my fears were not fully assuaged. <laughs> As someone who is eligible, it is. Uh, <laughs> I thought about it. it yeah, my I mind. know. I mean, can you think of a worse thing than? I was like, well, time to play up my thyroid condition. I don't know. Like, <laughs> how am I gonna get out of this one? Wow, Brennan. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know what else to say about. I mean, the the filmmaking. It's it's classic 
Spike Lee, you know, look about it. I did, I did, I did like, I did like the way that it was put together. I wasn't sure at first if it was going to keep going back and forth. I have one beef though, and it's a major beef. And that is the characters, like, so the old guy characters are the same people that they use back in the 1970s. Yuck. And it does not bring work it up. for me at it's all. They look like they're 65. And it's 1972. So it, that would they make them 120. They didn't even de them at all. Like, he didn't de looked... them at all. Um, he, did he didn't even give them end... some Just for Men. They had gray beards still. <laughs> exactly. like, it was, like it was it was so obvious. Uh, that's why when, when they go back at first, because we're seeing the flashbacks early on, I was like, is this like maybe the 80s? Because like, I, but then I'm like, well, why is Chadwick Boseman leading these 60-year-old men right. to Vietnam? I'm <laughs> exactly. like, so confused. <laughs> And luckily he changed the, you know, the scope of the f the film. What do you call that? The, um, the, yeah, the ratio. The, he made it look like, he made it to me, it looked like something that would have been made in the, of the time. Like yeah. it's, it's in the four, three ratio, but like even the sound effects and like the visuals there, it looks yeah. like something you would see on like an old TV show. It looks grainy and all of that. So yeah, yeah that's it a helps, real, but it's still noticeable. <laughs> it's such a beef for me. I'm just like, Oh man. And at the end, there is one picture that shows them, you know, younger and you can tell he tried, that was de-aged, but that's yeah, the worst de-aging I've ever seen. Ever. It, I mean... <sighs> making Delroy Lindo not look like 68 is very I difficult. Know. I mean, everyone... I mean, yeah, it was... Uh, I, I don't know. It, this movie was 35 to $45 million budget, so they clearly didn't have the money, but, like, why not just hire some guys who are kind of close? I mean, they spent some time back there, but it's not a lot of the movie. Like, it's right. enough so that we care about Storm and Norman and, and his relationship with the guys, but, like... Yeah. There's just... <laughs> And it's not the bulk I, yeah, of the movie that really... You can't put 60-year-old really... men back there. It's not, it's not the bulk, thankfully. Yeah, and it's not the meat of the movie, so, yeah. No, no. Yeah. But because it was so much in the beginning, I was like, oh, God, is this going to... Are they going to keep cutting back and forth the whole movie? Because I... Yeah, that they will are. Take, that will take points, uh, but thankfully, they, they kind of leave it. Like they only cut, they only cut back to Norman one more time later on. So yeah, I feel like yeah. they don't leave it enough though. <laughs> it's like oh. well, I it's it's so much in the beginning. I thought it was going to be like a split, like an hour, hour fifteen. Oh, each okay, world. yeah, and you're like, no, and I can't. That's do what this. my fear was. I'm like, I can't, I can't buy it. Like I can't watch yeah. these sixty year old men be led by Chadwick Boseman. It was hard. They're, they, they're so they're so sixty year old men. Like yeah, and he even even has impossible. them like running with their with their you know their army gear yeah. and stuff on. I'm like, oh. That they dude run looks like, like old he's, men. Yeah, he's got a hip flexor. It's like Liam right Neeson taking three. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. What, it's like every Liam Neeson movie in the last I don't know eight Liam Neeson movies. So yeah. What was your, uh, so what was your score overall then? Uh, uh, yeah. So putting it all together, I'm I'm hovering between a three five and a four. Uh, I'm gonna I'll go with a four. I'll go with a four. All right, I'm I'm gonna go with the three. I'll go with the three five on this okay. one because All right, this it, that really was very distracting for me. So yeah, I mean, it's it so was. distracting. Um, it's the biggest, but it is the biggest visual sound complaint. Like music, like I said earlier, it's uh, what, what was the word we used? Uh, um, not not confusing because it's not confusing. No, it's, um, it, uh, misplayed or misleading, misleading, yeah. misleading. Yeah, like because I think I get it a lot of the time, but yeah. it also like it doesn't tell me. It's telling me not. It's telling me theme things and not like storytelling beats. So right. that's that's fine. Um, so it's just unexpected. Um, but yeah, the I like. Uh, so, so I I don't want to harp too much on this. We are running long. I want to talk about the end. But the the scene that I really liked was when Chadwick Boseman reappears later mm. on when um you don't like that oh no I was giving you a uh, like yeah that's a good that's a good scene yeah no I what well, he reappears and uh it's to, to Paul when Paul is yeah. by himself in the jungle he's left the squad at this point he's going crazy he got bit by the snake pretty sure he was doing the poison spit thing where you suck the poison out of the wound so I'm pretty sure he was dying of poison getting right. delirious and uh, when he sees him, the way the camera moves, it does like this kind of flip thing and it moves in. He's kind of like shiny, like, like, oh, but like, not like oh, so crazy. Not overly super. Done. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's perfect. Like it hits it perfectly. Yeah. Um, and that's the scene. I mean, I, I teared up. It was a, it was a cry worthy scene where he's just like, uh, you know, it's, it's like you said earlier, it's predictable once you know, 
but like the for, like the uh, it, it was an it was just an accident, man. Like it was it was. It was I just, know. You gotta forgive yourself. It, it, and we've been with this heart. Paul is so hardened. He's so hateful and angry. And he's the he's the he's the complex giant center of this of this movie. And watching him just uh, collapse like that. And then yeah, we get him singing in the grave defiant to his enemies to the end and rely and and with his brothers uh is is killed by the the, the vietnamese uh insurgency squad whatever you want to call them the, yeah. the, the, the french guys thugs yeah. um so it, yeah the, all that whole ending is just a really solid scene um but yeah i i, I otherwise it's just kind of mostly competently done the, i like the, the the blood effects on when the guy loses his arms and legs in the explosion that was jarring very like it uh, it brought me right back in yeah i was all like how's he talking <laughs> you can last adrenaline I, I, it's my excuse for everything every time when uh when people like jess is always like how did that guy survive 13 gunshots or getting stabbed yeah. all the time like, adrenaline adrenaline, adrenaline yeah. keeps you going you underestimate adrenaline uh so let's get to the end let's get to the juice uh after paul so we've already kind of talked about paul has his his come to not come to jesus but come to the norman moment uh <laughs> yeah. and uh and is killed uh his his hat we should mention was on his head till he dies and is transferred to uh his killer kwan and eventually goes on to the head of uh the big of the big bad i guess kind of yep. i mean deroche is the big bad for all yep. of it and when he comes out it's confirmed he's the one who set them up from the beginning yep. you shouldn't have trusted him the whole time uh, i don't know if it's on purpose that they made i don't know if gene reno if he really looks like this much like trump in the real world but when he's running around with the maga hat on and he's got the way his suit type and his body type it looks oh, like it's Trump really? running around trying. To me, I was like, "Oh, that's French Trump running around trying to shoot these <laughs> black guys." Like that's that's. I was I like, didn't even I was like, Spike that. Lee, I get what you're doing. I get it. Like, yeah. It's, oh, you, you, okay. Well, anyway, they're making their last stand. Uh, the remaining yeah. members of the squad. So that's uh, Otis, David, uh, Hetty, Simon, and Melvin, and uh, and Vin, and they're gonna. You know, they they have this little plan. They give them a bag of rocks, telling them it's the it's the gold bars, and then that's when they strike. Uh, we already said Melvin does the sacrifice. Uh, yeah. Otis is shot but not killed. Um, Paul is hiding, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, the the kill shot goes to David, uh, who who saves Otis uh, and shoots um, and shoots DeRoche. So yeah. uh, the end. So that's like the end there. Uh, Vin has agreed. Thankfully, Vin survives. Uh, Vin underrated again. All these other characters are good, but yeah. Paul is just so great. It's hard to it's hard to appropriately give the props uh but vin helps the surviving bloods cash out the gold and then we gets distributed so melvin's widow is going to get a share uh and eddie's share is given to the black lives matter organization we see them get, get what two three million dollars something two like million that. dollars that's, i think yep yeah so that's that's pretty cool uh hetty and simon donate their shares to their organization lamb in their dead buddy seppo's name i don't even remember if we mentioned seppo got, got killed but uh he's seppo whatever yeah. uh norman's <laughs> remains are brought home by the military military to his family yeah uh and so that's that's a good closing thing for 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 old storm and norm uh otis visits tian and starts a relationship with his daughter he gives that hug so that's that's a nice little close to that storyline which not the strength of the movie but that's okay uh and then david (laughs) reads a letter from paul who basically airs out all his laundry and apologizes for being so difficult and kind of a piece of shit his whole life and just you know i i like uh this little ending like distribution and all all uh with paul's voiceover going throughout uh throughout the end so um nice little tight ending where our surviving members get away thankfully some people survive a lot of people died but thankfully some of them survived um and the gold is given to good causes all around so there you go that is that is the end of defied bloods okay what's your resonance and feel my resonance and feel for this movie is is pretty high. I I have to say that you know because the beginning was slow, I was really worried and that I didn't want to not like this movie and I didn't want to not right. feel about this movie. But getting past some of that in the beginning, the the setups, um, and, and then it just becomes such a juggernaut after that that I am. I'm, you know, I'm, I was still thinking about it. It was already sort of past my bedtime last night and I was still thinking about it as I was going to bed and like, I need to shut this off because this is, you know, I can't sleep with thinking about this. Um, and just reviewing about, you know, all of the, you know, 
blatant and also underlying, you know, messages that Spike, Spike Lee has, um, and, and how it's so relevant today where, you know, one of the last scenes you see is he's giving money to Black Lives Matter. And now we're in, you know, we're back in the, we're in the thick of that right now again. And it's just, um, I don't know how you couldn't have a high resonance and feel for this movie in, you know, right now in these times. Um, right. And it kind of sets me a little, it, um, it's weird too, because the fact that you said that, you know, at the beginning of the year, you started thinking about, are they going to reinstitute the draft? And I, you know, I've, I've thought about that. That's been in my, it's been a, it's been a long six months. Let me tell you. It's been... <laughs> <laughs> this six months, you know, started nine years ago. So, yeah, and there's just a couple of little, a lot of it for me is, um, you know, it's the feel of it and it's the, uh, the emotion of it that gets me. But then there's also just really little scenes that, that bring it home for me. And the, those are the ones I'm going to be thinking about. One that we didn't talk about that might have gone on a smidge too long, except for I just kept getting more and more uncomfortable as it went on. So I think he was holding, I think he did exactly how long it should have been was when they were, uh, they were on their journey getting, going to, um, yeah. going to the gold and they're on, uh, they're in a boat and they're Check all, the yeah, they're, <laughs> there are all of these, uh, you know, water, water vendors that are trying to sell them oranges and, and things like that. And one guy uh, comes up and tries to sell them a chicken and Paul doesn't want anything to do with this guy. And he tries to start out with no thanks, no thanks. He's saying no in, in Vietnamese. He's doing everything he can. This guy is, you know, okay, if not this chicken, how about this chicken? She's fatter and all of this stuff. Yeah, he's and- being very patient and polite for Paul even. Right. Like, this is, I mean, he's yeah. gruff. There's no doubt that he starts out gruff, but that's just his personality. You know, it's, it's like, you know, yeah. no, no, no. And then it gets to the point where he is just in a all out shouting match with this guy. And this guy at point, some point just turns to him and was like, you know, you're a GI, you killed my mother and father, you killed my mother and father. And now this sets Paul off into a whole different, mm-hmm. you know, he, a full blown panic attack is what they call it later. But, it, you know, I don't know what it sets him off into, but he, that whole scene, it goes on a long time. And looking back, I'm like, I, I think when it was happening, I was like, this is lasting too long. And I, the reason I'm saying that to myself is because I'm getting more and more uncomfortable the longer this lasts. So looking back, he's doing the right thing. Like this is, this is Spike Lee doing his thing. Oh, that right was, there. that was the first scene. Like the movie was like, okay, so far that's the first scene where I started to turn the corner of like, this is an okay three-star movie to, oh wow. I, I like this a lot more than I thought I did. Like, yeah, that's, that's the big, be- that's the beginning of the turning point for me. I think, I think so too. I mean, there's, there are little things leading up to it. Like, like I was talking about when he was, you know, those people that he's motioning to across the room when they were in the bar and we find out yeah. that those, those guys, I mean, there's little bits of it that are just so pre so precious and perfect you know vin's like you know he's like how do you know those guys well that's my uncle he's you know he was in the he was vc and well how how was he north korea or north vietnam and you were south vietnam or whatever he's like that's what this war did it tore families in half and um so many wars are like that we talk about that when we talk about the um the civil war in america that's the same kind of thing that was happening here you know families were brother against brother korean war korean war yeah all of all of that and so it's just i mean world war ii in europe the same the same situations so and then you know this whole thing is about brotherhood and you just start it just makes you it really you know spike lee does the thing where he makes you really stop and think and and analyze things and you know you can't just watch this movie i i I challenge you to just watch this movie and not be moved to at the very least think about something um you would have to be like an alien to come here and just see it as like a war drama like like you cannot you know i I, my critic my criticism of spike lee has always been he's narratively unwieldy he doesn't know when to rein it in and when to and like how to tell a straight story but his strengths are also that because he gets to see he touches so many things and like really he's really good at bringing out the like the fee his themes are his strength like his ability to make you think and care about people you know that you've you've maybe never been you would never put yourself in those shoes and then once you do he makes you feel that empathy which is you know for movies that's a big thing for me i I look for well yeah and also i think that maybe if it were somebody else and done even the slightest different way it would be annoying for me to not be able to 
Uh, yeah, I never feel preached to or or bothered. I feel I don't ever feel that in this movie. And I don't ever. Feel I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just Paul because Paul is so amazing that it makes me forgive any any flaw <laughs> I would have in this. But uh, I, I don't feel I don't feel like I'm getting hit over the head. I feel like I'm getting properly doled what I need to be told. Yeah, but you're also well for me anyway. You're also you know getting further and further into your discomfort. At least that's that's how that's how I feel about it. Is that there's you know, there's things that make me feel good about it. Like when Otis goes back to, you know, see his, see his daughter and, and they, you know, get to reconcile. And when we see um, David back at his job and things like that, those, those make me feel good, but there's, yeah, he's not going to give you enough of that to make you feel good in this movie. Like, it's just, it's, it's an, you, you need to be unsettled when, when you watch this. And when, if you're unsettled or if I felt unsettled, how do I give this anything but a five for resonance and feel, you know? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that so many things go into that five. And maybe if I watched it, maybe this movie was out six months ago, it'd be a different story. Maybe if, you know, uh, maybe if it wasn't <laughs> so late at night when I watched it, I don't know. Um, but it's, yeah, I think that that's where I have to land on this because you're right. He doesn't hammer it home. He doesn't tell you this is bad this is good. He gives you all the why and what for behind it. And you have to come to those conclusions on your own. So yeah, since I kind of went back and forth, there, I won't add too much extra, but like, yeah, this movie for itself and the messages, it, I could not think of a more opportune time yeah. than when everyone is stuck at home. And it's been yeah. uh, three weeks now of specifically black lives matter protests for a movie like this. Duh, it's number one. And it's also a trap around like there are, we've we've talked about some big flaws in the movie, but as a whole, it's a it's a good movie. Like it's yeah. a solid, strong movie. It, and for its narrative and flaws and its character shortcomings, it's it's overcome with themes and led by such a great central character who if Paul is not as complex and and hard to grapple with and just shows that it's not always black and white, not always black and white. If there is a more gray character than, than Paul, I mean, he's just, he's uh he's the character. I really just, I, I needed at this time of the year for everything. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, uh it's, yeah, I, I'm not going to not give it a five. It's the strength of the movie. The, the right. strength is, is its resonance and feel. That is the, that is what this movie does best. So we're at the end here. I think we're at the same, we're kind of at similar places but are you recommending the five bloods i'm recommending the five bloods i think that there's not a more practical movie for you to watch right now like this is there's there's zero reason to not watch i mean i guess if you can't take blood and gore uh that's a reason not to watch this movie because it is it is that but yeah it it says a lot about so much um like like all of his movies do um but i don't know that he could have this is the epitome of when this movie needed to come out. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be recommending this movie like crazy. I think it was supposed to come out in theaters originally, but because of the quarantine, it came out on Netflix, even though Netflix did originally agree to distribute the film. I think it was supposed to have a small theatrical release, but uh, that would have been (laughs) so interesting to, to follow like what that would have looked like. Because there's a whole alternate timeline where things are very different. Well, I, I know, where, I know, I got you. Where, where the first six months were not filled with the largest events in our, in, our, in the country and world. In the world, in, yeah, no. In our, at least, I mean, my lifetime for sure. I don't know about you. You've been here longer, but this is the the most stuff in a year I've ever had in my life. Never sure. been like, through a not... pandemic, so this is you know, I wasn't quite here for the. <laughs> yeah, that's just pen. That's just that's just the tip. And that's just um, yeah. yeah, that's just the tip. And and also, if you just want to see a good character, and if you want to see uh, Delroy Lindo just chew up the screen, do it. Watch this movie. He's amazing. Yeah, it's an easy recommend. Uh, I know our two other co-hosts uh, were not on this show, but uh, you know we'll have to see what else comes out in the theaters later on this year. Um, but I, I'm going to try to. It's it's a it's a it's a two and a half hour war drama. That's why I know Nicole didn't want to do it, and I'm yeah. guessing if I pitched it, just is on vacation. But if I'm guessing if I pitched, hey, you want to watch a two and a half hour war drama? She would be like, uh, no, thank you. Also, but, it uh, involves history, so that that's a double yeah. whammy. That's a double oh, no. No. It, history she liked harriet so maybe maybe oh, that could pull true. her through so but yeah uh, maybe we'll try to get there are the two coasts <laughs> to at least check this one out it's two recommends for the five bloods yeah um 
yeah, again, we, we've said a lot of things on it. Not a, not a perfect movie. Uh, could be trimmed a little bit, but its strengths are very strong. So uh, there you go. Five Bloods on Netflix. Go check it out. Number one movie. First number one movie we've actually recommended because uh, this is unanimously better than Extraction and the Willoughby's. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Coming up, we have... <laughs> Coming, coming up, we have more streaming reviews to round out the month of June. Hopefully, once July hits, we'll be able to go to the theaters because I have tentatively put Tenant back on the schedule for us, the Christopher Nolan film that is uh, coming out in mid-July. So if you know if things come go on, well with the on, pandemic, come on, come on, come on, come on, we'll be able to be able to get back out there. There's some other movies towards the end of the month, but I think that'll kick off our return to theaters if it's possible with Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Uh, until then, we still need suggestions. We've got some stuff of our own, but we would love to hear what your thoughts. If it's streaming, all the, the big plus, because that's the stuff we try to stick to, is stuff streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu, or Disney Plus. So, if you have any of those, you have recommendations from there. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. Mom, okay, you can get to her on Twitter, on our Twitter at Films Women Pod. And as always, email the show at Films with the Women not at films all the others are at films because they're social medias it's just <laughs> films with the women at gmail.com i guess there is an at in there after the yeah, thing it's after um, films with yeah. the women right that's the email is after twitter and instagram before facebook no app okay so there you go uh thank you for mama k for being on for defy Blogs. yeah my pleasure until next time this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.